creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. I am your host, Annette Hansen. This is Podcast 10. Today, our podcast will be a little bit different. I am going to read something that I've written, but I want you to really pay attention and see if you can catch on to what it's really about. We did everything together. That's why it didn't make any sense. Where would she go and why? Me and myself wondered. Things started getting rough, but we've always been able to pull through together. Yet I was lost. Memories were the only thing that kept myself afloat. Reliving the time that we graduated college and went on that trip. We kept the sunroof down, let the wind blow in our hair, and sang every song on the radio at the top of our lungs. We were really free for the first time. Nothing could be better. Even though we were in the car for hours on end, we never tired of each other. During our trip, we stayed up late every night and ate anything we wanted. We actually watched a few of the movies we started. It was golden. Laughing, crying, and laughing some more. Oh, to be carefree like that again. Time sped by, but we all stuck together through thick and thin. Then something made her break. Maybe it was when her schooling didn't land her in the career she wanted, which meant less pay, and minimal opportunities. And then the financial strain at home intensified with having to pay off those loans. Or maybe it was the last surgery. The recovery took longer than planned. She even got to the point where she'd rather stay inside and watch a movie. Reading books almost took too much effort. Thinking back, though, it might have stemmed from more of the time that I second-guessed myself. And that's when I noticed the subtle changes. Skipped gatherings and socials happened more and more. The family reunion, I was nowhere to be found. Mingling didn't help. Me and myself talked, but that was it. It just didn't seem as satisfying as when we were all there happily together. For me, knowing her wishes and dreams left a deep pit in the stomach. Myself believed in her, if only I believed in myself, and then we wouldn't be in this sad predicament. Myself tried to pretend things would all work out, but for me, falling for the facade wouldn't get us anywhere. Things were falling apart without I, and rambling off more memories shared together only worsened our plight. We all needed to be reunited, and soon. Colors had lost their vibrancy. Foods didn't have flavor. Everything was just blasé, like life had failed. Myself tended to sulk, thinking it was all useless. And that's when it threw me into action. Posting pictures, asking around for help. At least hope should be in our vocabulary. Then one day, I was spotted outside in the sun. Myself shouted for joy, but I disappeared. About as quickly as she showed up. But for me, it was a sign. I wasn't totally lost. Over the next week, me and myself spent time soaking in the rays by either reading a good book on a blanket or getting our hands dirty in the garden. Every time we were out there, I appeared. 
and each time she stayed longer until all three of us were able to finally talk. We came to the conclusion that life wasn't worth living if we weren't all in a partnership. No matter what happened, we had to stick together through the good and the bad. So it was finally me, myself, and I again. And we vowed it would be us from then on. I made sure we spent more time outside of the house where life really was golden. In the sun where the wind blew softly in our hair. Every now and then we would jam the music and sing to the top of our lungs every song that came on the radio. But more importantly, we laughed again. Lots of things can lead us to this feeling of being lost. I wrote this story because of my own lost moment that seemed to shatter every part of who I was. I now know that I was trying to find acceptance and a sense of my worth from the things that I was doing, things outside of me. It's easy to think your self-esteem comes before your self-worth when it's exactly the opposite. Your worth is fully intact before you were even born on earth. I've grown up being reminded that I'm a child of God, which means at my core, I have divinity deep within me, regardless of what I do. We are all God's children. Therefore, our worth isn't meant to be comparative and competitive. We all matter and we all contribute to life in our own special ways. So our self-worth is inwardly whole in each of us right from the beginning, and our worth doesn't have to be earned or proved. Nothing can ever jeopardize it, so accept this and appreciate it. Self-esteem, however, is how you feel about yourself, and this is where it gets tricky. A great example of the difference of these two terms is by saying that your self-worth is the foundation and framing of a house. It's what holds the house intact. The finishings and furnishings are your self-esteem. You can live inside comfortably with confidence when you know it's your infinite worth that is holding everything together. It's easy to have self-love when we are aware of our unconditional worth. We can build our self-esteem on solid principles such as self-compassion and self-love that will allow for continued growth that is then decorated with our own individual likes, abilities, and talents. In fact, think of the many varieties of interiors inside different houses. Personally, I like warm colors, and I always seem to gravitate to the same ones. But others like cool, crisp colors. Then we've got different light fixtures and tons of decorations for walls and tables. So there's contemporary, country, modern, and traditional, just to name a few styles. Yet all of these styles are just a simple way of expressing our preferences, and they're always subject to change. But let's not forget the sentimental pieces that we keep in our homes that tend to give life meaning. I have a wall hanging of my children's handprints that is immortalized in ceramic when they were young, all at different stages, so the prints vary in size. But it's a nice reminder of those I love and what's important in life. So once we accept that our core identity is in who we are and not in what we're doing, we can 
withstand any rattling of the interior walls that come from having maybe a vision or an ideal that we would really like our lives to be compared to what they presently are. This is called self-concept, the where we are and where we want to be that sometimes feels like a gap as big as the Grand Canyon where there are no homes. If our foundation is cracked by doubting our worth, we will feel it's necessary to plow down the whole house instead of just remodel a few rooms that will allow for future expansions. Think of the work that goes into completely starting over versus just drawing up the plans for a remodel. We can add a layer or a floor and up-level ourselves if we don't get fooled by the thoughts of shame, fear, anger, or sadness, and the big one, self-doubt. Knowing that we are good enough and that there's nothing wrong with our foundation will allow for increase and expansions. So don't ever doubt your intrinsic worth. The beauty about wanting to grow and improve is that we can change the interior of our walls anytime we want. But remember, we are to never question the foundation of who we are. Who am I would include your human. Listen to this profound statement. I am a valuable a person as anyone else. It's important not to ever think you are less than human, as well as please don't ever think that you are more than human. All humans are endowed with beauty from just being human beings. We all have capacities that can be developed and discovered and improved upon. Listen to this awesome quote. Like a seed, each person is complete, but not completed. Possessing in embryo every conceivable capacity to think rationally, to emote, to sacrifice, to love, to make ethnical choices, to recognize truth and worth, to create, to beautify, to be gentle, to be patient, and to be firm. At all times, humans contain their whole potential no matter what stage in life they are in. So think of who you are at the core. Contemplate the words to describe it. You might be loyal or energetic, friendly or intelligent. The list of values is endless. It's the being that comes from being a human being. What you are is what you are doing or what you do. So human doing instead of human being. For me, I'm an author, a coach, a mother, a wife, a daughter, a friend. And then the how you are is how you feel, act, and behave. I'm very aware of others, but I'm also a natural worrier. But I've improved over the years, so this behavior can be changed. We can all learn a new way of how to be. I have both weaknesses and strengths, as do all of us, because we are all valuable. Yet I can choose how I want to be in the future and work towards that ideal. By admitting that I'm imperfect, I can try not to let perfectionism complicate things. What is perfectionism? The pressure I put on myself and others to be perfect, which is impossible. Since the only perfect being that lived on the earth that I know about was Jesus Christ, I can model my life after him and continue to strive at improving. 
because I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. But I must remember it's about the progression, not the perfection. I can accept myself because I am more than my mistakes and shortcomings. This statement by Henry J. M. Newwin sums it up adequately. When our value as human beings depends on what we make with our hands and minds, we become victims of the fear tactics of our world. When productivity is our main way of overcoming self-doubt, we are extremely vulnerable to rejection and criticism and prone to inner anxiety and depression. Productivity can never give the deep sense of belonging we crave. This is why the first step in the STEPS model addresses self-worth, self-love, self-compassion, self-awareness, and then self-esteem. You must learn to accept yourself as you are, imperfect, but capable of growth and understanding at every stage. You are complete, but not completed. Learning to say that I'd rather be me than someone else is my ideal. Me, myself, and I are what makes me, me. I can choose to make a difference in people's lives by the way I contribute. In fact, a person who contributes to the well-being of others or self, big or small, is never worthless. So who out there doesn't contribute somehow? Building our self-esteem then becomes a motivator that will help us reach beyond ourselves and expand in every way possible. So having a realistic and appreciative opinion of ourselves will pay off in ways that make you feel whole. So let the wind blow through your hair and the sun warm your back. Jam the music and make sure you laugh because you have a beautiful life to live. Thanks for joining me. Creatively and deliberately.com.